and welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. And this episode, we're going to be talking once again about Art of Rally and Absolute Drift, except rather than just me and John eulogizing, we thought we would speak to the creator themselves. So founder of Fun Selector and creator of Absolute Drift and Art of Rally, June Kasu, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on the show, Tom. Huge fan of Traction. Whoa, huge fan of Traction. Well, we're a huge fan of Fun Selectors. Thank you very much for saying that. It's a pleasure Thanks. having you here. Um, I have to ask, first of all, actually, uh, it looks like you're not in the building. You might be in a vehicle. So where are you in the world and what are you inside? <laughs> um, yeah, currently in the in the van, the camper van um, in a place called Santa Cruz in California. Oh, cool. Just been roaming up and down the coast a bit, um, like seeing friends and surfing and stuff. Nice. That sounds but, uh, very appealing, especially because where I'm in the UK right now, it's in the middle of a storm. So uh, <laughs> be, be, uh, uh, where you are sounds much more appealing. Uh, okay, so that's cool. So um, I would like to highlight for those who perhaps don't know, in your own words, um, what do you do and what have you made? Uh, yeah, so it's changed throughout the years. Um, for the longest time, it was basically just like a solo development, like a solo de- indie developer um, going hard on making making games like Absolute Drift and then um, Art of Rally. Um, but we've, we've also worked with publishers to help the game on con- help put like Absolute Drift on console and uh, mobile and things like that. Cool. Um, but the development of Art of Rally took way too long. Um, so we were also working with contractors to help, um, figure it out or help, help finish it, um, throughout the process for like art and music, um, and things like that. But then, yeah, basically like it just became much more people in the year of 2020. Um, just like frantically trying to hire people to help finish the game. Cause it was, it had already been like five years of development at that point, which right. is really, really too, way too long for any sort of project and very risky. So yeah, then we've hired a bunch, like a few developers, um, producer, producers, and um, just people to help out. So now it's like a company, I guess. I didn't really see it Whoa. like that before. So I've I've gone from like going hard on only like development to basically being like helping the run the company and taking a bit of a um, I don't know, like a higher level role, I guess. Yeah. So stepping a bit back from development, but I'm still doing development, uh, a bit of like development right sure. now too. So we might call you a visionary now, or a creative director, or something exciting like this, but with with development still. Is that is that fair? Yeah, I guess I guess so. Just uh... that sounded like a no to me. <laughs> no, no, no. I think yeah, yeah. Like seeing where like maybe instead of being in, in like the trenches, like working on the hardcore development all the time, kind of mm. like pointing the direction of the company and uh, like just run help like running it to like a lot of admin <laughs> and stuff. It's not that fun. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we won't touch on the admin so much. <laughs> I think what we'll do is we'll we'll touch upon uh, the company's growth later on. And I think what I'd like to know, first of all, I'd like to almost break this into three segments, which is like your, your background and why the interest in this particular subject matter. Mm-hmm. And then touch upon uh, Absolute Drift. Um, and then Art of Rally and sort of the future. So, you know, with those two games that we've talked about there, for me, there's a strong uh, thread of car culture 
Uh, certainly in the, in the latter one, uh, Art of Rally, Motorsport as well. But Absolute Drift had this very distinct style. So what is it fair to say that you're interested in cars? And if so, what got you into this these amazing machines? Um, probably video games were, were, were it. So I grew up in Vancouver in Canada. Um, this is not like a huge motorsport scene like there is where, where you guys are in Europe or in the UK or in Europe. Um, there's not that many regional races. I think I went to like a like a cup race, like a stock car race in Vancouver when I was very little and saw some stock right. cars. Basically like NASCAR cars. It was funny. Um, but yeah, mostly just just hanging out playing video, playing racing games, um, either by myself or with friends. Was there anything, yeah, like any games speed. at that time in particular? Yeah, like Need for Speed, Colin McRae Rally, a Dirt Series. Yeah, I think uh, Colin McRae Rally that you mentioned is, is a many people's sort of uh, first introduction or one of the early ones that hooked them in. Certainly it was for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, how did you transition then from playing games to making games? Uh, it's a bit of a long story. Um, See, so right after high school, went to engineering school, um, engineering university. I failed the programming class um, and actually redid it the next year at a different school and actually understood it and did better than my other classes. So I figured, okay, let's go to programming. And then from then went to a programming school, um, took a degree in games, like video game programming. So like pretty low level um, programming for games. Yeah, was just making some games on the side in Unity and like messing around, and that's that's basically the start. Oh, nice! Yeah, that was a good condensed version, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the qualifications and education and playing around with Unity is one thing. Playing Colmaco Rally and Need for Speed is another. How do you then progress towards Absolute Drift? Let's say. Uh, so basically, there's this. Ken Block, Jim Kana series. Um, yeah, I'm sure you know of it. So I think it was number five, but it was almost like a video game. And the, the ground, the tarmac was like pretty light gray and the boxes and, and the obstacles Ken was drifting around were like red and white. So I saw that video one, one weekend in, just in the December and I was like, this would be really cool to make. Like I've been playing a lot of Mirror's <laughs> Edge. Um, like oh, such yeah. Dark minimalistic game with awesome art style and then some other kind of games and then um there's this it's called the global game jam so it's where um like developers like from students to people who do it for a living like get together for a weekend and um just make a game with teams or by themselves so that's basically where i made like this super ugly prototype which was actually not a top down like i kind of pulled it back view it's like a traditional follow cam okay yeah. like in need for speed let's say and that was basically the start and um I opted, I like co-opted that into my, um, I forget what you call it. Basically in the last year of, the last term of school, we had like this, this term project, like a practicum. So I basically like used that as like time to work on the game. And then that was actually my last term of school. So I finished that, um, applied to some places, couldn't get a job. And then I guess I could have kept applying, but I put a demo of this out on, um, I think Game Gel and Itch.io. Oh no, and Indie TV. And then it just went big, like it went on Kotaku and um, a bunch of motorsport sites, like motorsport sites. So then I asked my parent, I was like, whoa, this could actually be something. Maybe I could make this into a game. But I was very like inexperienced. I'd never worked in a game company or anything. Like it was the goal is to get on like Steam and um, Humble. 
And I just asked my parents, like, can I just try to finish this game? <laughs> they're, they're, um, like, they're entrepreneurs um, themselves a bit. Like, they've tried to start things in the past, like restaurants and things like that. Right. Um, unfortunately, the, the restaurant is not, not here anymore. But yeah, it just, it's oh, so I was like, okay. so kind of like, a, just like, okay, just go try it, try it out. Like, you don't know too much, but just, just give it a shot. So that was how it um, started. Well, it was certainly the right decision, I guess. I suppose when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. A bit of a cliche, isn't it? But you certainly had the uh, interest and the passion and the right idea because Absolute Drift uh, was a success. And I'm actually just going to read out the number of platforms that I believe it's on right now. Oh, it's too many. Correct, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. So there's obviously PC, but there's via Steam, GOG, uh, Epic. Then there's Xbox, PlayStation, Switch. Google Play and iOS through the App Store. Have I missed any there? I think that's the main one. There's the the ones that resell the key, like hum, Humble Store and like Green Knight oh. Gaming, but the ones like right. the ones the core platforms. But, but yeah, it's <laughs> that's everywhere. About, yeah, good, good so research. there's no like, excuse not to play the game because it's on every yeah. platform. So <laughs> get out there and check it out if you can. <laughs> and I was actually just going to mention before we uh, transition to our rally and on how the development of Absolute Drift is. Another version is about to be released, the physical Switch version, which has like lots of cool like posters and artwork as well. So when when you see the long tail release of something that you made after seeing a Ken Block video, you know, is it satisfying? Is it like, wow, that's that's so cool that people still like this to the point where okay, there's going to be this uh, another edition several several years later. Um, yeah, it's been such a surprise. Like we didn't. I was trying to do some like I just didn't have the time like to to to, to do like Art of Rally and to keep pushing Absolute Drift. So we've worked with some good partners like Strandy Forge to help. Um, they put a lot of work into the physical edition. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it looks so, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's awesome to see. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so the Absolute Drift Zen Edition by Serenity Falls in physical form for Switch. I think the pre-orders are available and it's shipping later in the year. So check that out. We'll put a link in the. Um, description of this uh, particular episode for those who want to find out. So how long did Absolute Drift take from that, that initial sort of project or demo that you created to it being released on a platform where people can purchase it? Yeah, it was a year and a half, which is... That's not bad. Um, Excaldingly like, fast like for a game. Like, I wish... <laughs> you think I know better for the Bride of Rally. <laughs> so when... Did you have Art of Rally as an idea when you were making Absolute Drift, or was it a case of right? I finished Absolute Drift. Oh well, not you know. I, many developers say they never really finish the game, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's released, so therefore, I'm on to the next one. Or was Art of Rally always like an end goal? Yeah, Art of Rally was always the end goal. Like basically, when I came back from that little uh, for that game jam where I made the prototype for Absolute Drift, I'd been like just on YouTube checking out like drifting and. Rally came up and I saw this um, Rally America series from uh, that Super Mix. Yep. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like, I just, I guess all the memories of playing Con McCray and Dirt were, I'm still, are still in there. They're like, yeah, you need to make this game eventually. Um, but you're making, a, this is a drifting game. I mean, I didn't even think, it was just a fun project at that time. So like, I was like pretty interested in it. And then Dirt Rally came out um, during the development of Absolute Drift in 2015. Oh, so you... But I didn't play it because I was like, if I play, if I get that, like, start playing it, I'm not going to finish the game. So <laughs> I was like, I was pretty keen to just get into Rally again. Right. Well, it certainly has has worked out. So 
like we say, Absolute Drift is on every single platform apart from maybe, I don't know, smartwatches. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, maybe you should work on that. Or the game. There's a trend for re-releasing games on Game Boy now, so I don't know if you can do that. Anyway, uh, um, the so Out of Rally then, that you've mentioned there, that was about a five-year five project or something like this. So how do you uh, get through when something's taking uh, a while? How do you keep inspired and, and motivated to, to make it finished? Especially when, in the meantime, I'm sure Absolute Drift's been ported to every other system mm -hmm. under the sun. Yeah, like, it was probably a bit unhealthy and crazy at some times. But I was also, like, I guess I built up the camper van and was, like, roaming around. Um, so just kind of seeing places, like, feeling... I guess it's, it's, it's nicer to help with burnout, I guess, or it leads, like, mm. a more relaxed life, you can. Like, that's how I felt. Um, so I was just like, it was just, I wasn't going like insane working at all. Actually, I was, it's hard to tell because it was so long ago, like five years, that was like seven years ago when I started. Wow. Um, but basically I just loved it. Like I just was working, I was like, I loved it. It was, there was super hard moments. Like it was like one huge obstacle after another, like trying to figure out the art style and like figuring out how a tree should look. Like I was like, there was a times when I was just looking at trees, trying to figure out like, why does the tree look that way? But yeah, I just like pure passion and dedication and persistence like i just knew i was you know, had to to make the game at all costs it was like the life goal that's probably a not an healthy way to do it though um but yeah it was just like this needs to be this needs to be made no matter what um the community was very helpful with that though and also showing it to um like to friends and other developers um who give you like you gave me feedback and encouragement but a big part was the community like we had a at one point it was like we had some steam maybe some steam forums but then we made a discord and that's been huge like uh, it's yeah. just like you make a build and then like people are the nice people that in the community will like are willing to test it and you can get feedback like immediately and that's just the best feeling ever it's like fix a bug and then they say like oh yeah the bug's fixed or make a new feature that's improved that's such a good feeling so it's almost nice. like early access for a really long time but nothing that was shippable for sure Cool. Well, it's, it's great that you were able to foster that community and they were able to help out. And you, it, when you were talking then, you mentioned the camper van or the transit because that's that's the model it's based on. And yeah. They're very popular in the UK where, where I'm from. And um, you're traveling around, which helps with burnout, right? Because you get to see new places and you get to drive and focus the mind, right? But you're making, you're developing the game from there as well? Yeah, it has an off, like it was made with this in mind so it has a big huge tape like a i don't know a six foot table um power um so yeah i just set up a monitor and um uh, keyboard and just yeah it feels like home like if you have i didn't actually have know about hot spotting <laughs> until maybe 2018 ah. uh, or 2019 so it was off wi-fi which was good i mean i was didn't have that many I, we had some collaborators but no no one like super day to day so it was kind of less nice distractions with no internet uh, i suppose yeah Write it down and try to do it when you have Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, so you have to sort of drive around to find the local uh, place that's got Wi-Fi, I suppose, when you need it. Yeah, like libraries or McDonald's and stuff like that. Yeah, I was going to say McDonald's is good for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's epic. So uh, for those who don't know, the camper van or something similar to the camper van, you can find that within the levels, uh, open world levels of Outer Rally, which is a neat, which is a really neat touch. Was that something that was made early on the game or was it sort of a final flourish to be like, do you know what? This is a cool thing. Uh, no, it was pretty early, maybe 2019. I think I 
we had a, we had one of our vehicle artists um, just make it. I thought it'd be funny. But you yeah, can actually drive it. You can actually drive it too in the game. You unlock it later in the career. Yeah. Yeah. which is the coolest thing, which reminds me, and this is a bit of a deep cut, and may, you may or may not know of this, but in Colin McRae Rally 3, you could unlock a Rally Spec Transit van and play that. Ah. There's like a cheat code. And so being able to play a Transit van in Art of Rally, very different, but it reminded me of that. Anyway, that's for another That's awesome. <laughs> that's, we don't need to go into my Transit van obsession. Anyway, uh, <laughs> When I play Art of Rally, and when the community, our traction community does, and I'm sure yours does as well, the overriding sense for me is a, a love for the sport of rally or a, a deep interest because the little touches and the, the vehicle designs that you've chosen are very evocative. And for me, remind me a lot of uh, hours that some might say were wasted watching rally videos on YouTube, but I think they were well spent. Same. So, so do you have any like favorite rally videos or rally drivers or eras that from the real world that you're particularly, you know, excited about? Um well I think it's hard not to be not to love Kubi mostly. <laughs> That's where I was kind of going, um, I think. <laughs> yeah. But into it, yeah, I guess Groupfest was super cool too. Like it just it almost felt like being a historian, like people there's there's like a smaller community of really dedicated people that um do research and try to keep try to like uh, compile the history of the cars and things like that and the drivers and the races like it's cool to think of what what it could what could have been if group fest wasn't cancelled yeah it would be scary it would actually be terrifying to, to see that <laughs> i think it would have been good and bad yeah I yeah mean, it's really but it's yeah it's super fascinating to trying to i don't want to go on too much of a rally nerd tangent but like, to research the vehicles that never were but kind of mm -hmm. did exist and those secret Audi prototypes and stuff, and these grainy pictures you can kind of find on the internet. That's really cool. Yeah. But they were never but racing either, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, well, maybe some of them went to rallycross, I think. But ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Most of them have just like sat pristine. Well, well. Speaking of Group S, I don't know if you and and Ken Block, one of the original inspirations behind Absolute Drift. But there's a cool video recently where he drove the Audi Group S car. Uh, I saw I that. You've seen that was that. awesome. That was yeah. super cool to see. It was so funny. It's wild to me that he's an Audi representative now, but but anyway, that's epic. Um, so you also mentioned there, to, to take it back a bit, because I could go down a, a path there that will lead to lots of rally talk. Uh, we, they did talk about gaming. So when the community in the early stages of Outer Rally is talking and helping you out, were there any like specific big challenges that they were able to assist with? And also... Does the community feedback, even now, once the game is released, still spur you on to maybe make new content in the future, perhaps? Um, so first question was, how did they help us? That was two questions in one, wasn't it? No, yeah. all good, all good. <laughs> <laughs> how did they help us overcome obstacles and things like that? I mean, the whole lot of parts of the game are big obstacles. Um, we just tried to get feedback. They were like helpful in giving us feedback on like on the, thing the new things that we were working on. Like It's basically like you can almost have a churn of um, people who want to test the game and the game took so long to develop that like um, like I find it personally hard it would be hard to be involved in the development of a game for like four or five years from the start um, mm -hmm. because it's going to change slowly um, so we kind of have like new people like people would maybe some people would stay like the whole time which is super dedicated and crazy but um, like acceptably so like people would maybe be around for like a few months or maybe a few years and 
they would help us test like features then. But basically, like if you have a build, that's if you play the build, that's where it's at. So if you had new things, um, that can be exciting for players to test. Basically, everything they helped us with. Um, they also had a lot of good ideas too that we put in the game. Speaking again of the community, you recently posted about potential or investigating um, mod support in some form. Mm -hmm. What's what's the thinking behind that? Um, yeah, I guess it's a bit under wraps. We did put out that that teaser for um, invite invitations for the for this beta. So right now we have the Carla three mods. They're hosted on Race Department. So basically, you can just take a template um, image file and modify it in like Photoshop or GIMP um, yeah. and do anything you want with it. So people have made some really cool liveries. I think there's almost like a thousand now. Um, so yeah, basically, I, I, we can't say anything firm, but it's going to be um, not car liveries. It's going to be something else. But it's, it's requiring a ton of work on our end. Like it's it's a it's going to be a beast of a feature. That's all I can say. Ooh, a beast of a feature. Maybe I could read into too much of the word beast. I'm not going to, but that's that's interesting. And we'll certainly keep our eyes peeled. And if ever, awesome. and as soon as you uh, announce something, if it's ready, then Traction GG will obviously cover it. We have got a brief Thank article you. on there about, because I think you had a Google form at one point where people could submit. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that goes well. And so the, the other couple of things that maybe taboo and you, might not be able to say something, but I, I will have to ask is a while back, I think it was on the Steam page, maybe to, around the time of the Canyon release or one of the patches, I forget now, uh, there was a hint about a potential tropical environment. Is that still on mm. the cards? Or is, is yeah, Outer Valley is. basically still in development for new content? Yeah, there's um, there's new content planned. I have, uh, I'm the one actually making the levels right now. Um, yeah. I've been, we've been so busy, like, rep, like with the hiring and things in January, and um, just basically setting, improving our company. So yeah, I think last week or maybe the week before, I actually got to like open it up again and start delving into it. But yeah, it'll be tropical and you look at a brand new location with like six stages and uh, free roam, and then two new songs as well. Interesting. But, yeah, we'll, we'll be putting out some hints eventually. You'll see. <laughs> cool. All right, I'm there with my magnifying glass. Awesome. <laughs> Very much looking forward to it, especially after how good the Kenyan update was. Um, Thanks. Also, the game came out last year on consoles. Uh, how was how did that feel for it to be out there for an even even wider audience? In fact, I think on Xbox it's on Game Pass included, right? Yeah. But how how did that come about, and how how did it feel for it to be in the hands of even more people? Um, yeah, that was probably the hardest thing we've done actually. Trying to self-publish a game on consoles is the hard, especially like trying to go um, sim launch with as many consoles as we could. Like it was, we did Xbox Series X and then normal Xbox and then Windows 10 and then Nintendo at launch. Like it's so many platforms and it, for a smaller company for the first time, it was pretty difficult. Oh, we actually did switch um, in 2020 though for Absolute Drift, but so that, that, that did help. But yeah, it was just a mega project like yeah, it was a lot of a lot of work, a lot of pain. We did have a little issue with people logging in on um, Xbox on launch, unfortunately, but we managed to oh. managed to figure that out. And yeah, just having so many platforms is really really difficult. Um, but yeah, it, like having it on Game Pass and having like lots of marketing help from um, Microsoft and Nintendo was yeah definitely instrumental in helping push the game out to a ton of people. Um, yeah, I think it just it raised the profile. Of, 
hopefully raised the profile of the game a bit and um, got us a bunch of new fans. I think it definitely did. And then maybe in the future that might help for any future projects as well, right? It's not just out of rally, it's building the fan base, like you mentioned, right? Which is Yeah, hopefully. That's yeah, that's the goal, hopefully. It's a long it's a long long term goal, right? Yeah. Um and also recently you were you were tweeting about how and you mentioned it a couple of times already, but let's dive into it. How Fun Selector is more than just you. There's some full time employees now and things are expanding. There was mention of that there is going to be an unannounced game at some point. So is that in active development now? Or is it just in a planning stage? What's the status, basically, without saying, obviously, what it is? Yeah. So uh, planning and early development. Like, we're trying, it's trying to be, like, a smaller scope game. We have, like, basically one developer is tasked with that game only. So full-time, that's their project. Yeah, I don't know what else we can say about it. It's still early, like, still right. early stages. <laughs> um, so, well, let's yeah. just hope it's got vehicles in it. And it's released at some point in the nearish future, and everybody gets to enjoy it in the same way they did Absolute Drift and Art of Rally. Kind of looking to the very near future is Steam Deck. Um, Art of Rally is verified. What was the process to getting the PC version of that on the mobile device? And have you got one of these Steam Decks? And what do you think of it? Yeah, so the Steam Deck. Um, yeah, we were lucky enough to apply for one and they, they sent one over. Um, Honestly, I feel like Valve should, should probably just take all the credit. Like they they verified it. Um, they did oh, reach cool. out about when um, save file issue, but yeah, they've been they've just been great having it on. Like the game is like it is on consoles and things, so it is like the Steam Deck is kind of like a mini console. Um, so like the the game has to be the the UI needs to be like navig um, navigated by um, controller and and buttons and things like that. So yeah, it was a pretty good like it's a pretty good segue into it um and yeah the yeah i'm not sure how much we're allowed to say about the steam deck but um it's awesome <laughs> that's all I, can, <laughs> all I can say it's awesome um it, it runs the game really well um nice. screen's really big even even though it's a low resolution screen it doesn't really matter like it's hmm. seems pretty like super crisp to me um and yeah i think it'll be just a great platform for people to play it on like just nice um yeah, like actual good thumb, like thumbsticks, triggers, also some behind the um, controller triggers, just like on the Xbox Pro controller or Elite uh, controller. Yeah. yeah, Elite. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to, to to see what players think of it on the on that device. But yeah, it runs super well too. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. So does that count as another platform for the game to release on? There's quite a few already, but still not as much as Absolute Drift, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it... It's still through Steam, but it's like a right. tertiary platform, but you have to have like the game, like the there's like the verification status of the game. So it's... Yeah, I'm not sure what you'd say. Not a complete full platform, but um, still something. I think it counts. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, I was going to ask you uh, just a couple of really quick questions before before we head off because I, I appreciate your time because you're obviously very busy now you've got the full employees and new projects and dlc or content for um art of rally as well but oh yeah it's a bit overwhelming <laughs> it's, it's a lot um uh, do you have time to play any other contemporary games at the minute or not here and there not i'm just trying like honestly i'm just trying to like relax like the past couple years have been insane so just trying to get my brain just more relaxed um so honestly, right now I'm just trying to try to do as little as I can to recover. Basically, I think it was a bit right. burnt out, so I'm just trying to do as little as possible. But um, 
Yeah, every now and then. Like in the van, it's a bit more challenging if you're driving around like to set up the computer every evening. Um, but yeah, I do want to get into more games as well. Like there's so many racing games, like Grid Legends sounds pretty fun to play. Yeah, well, um, that's definitely a fun one. We've been testing it recently. And yeah, there's more information on the website about that on our YouTube channel. But it's cool. I'd like to see more sort of less super serious games and ones with a bit more flair. Grid Legends is definitely one of those. And in my opinion, so is Art of Rally, which is nice. Uh, and the other thing I was going to ask is, so what's like a, a typical day? So after you've spent your morning with us recording this, thank you very much. You know, what's your typical day like at the minute? Are you going to go straight into development? Are you going to be managing the team? What's next for you on the list? Um, it depends on the day. We're, so now we're on four-day work days, um, which has been really nice just for recovering and um, having more energy during our actual work days. Um, we are... Our team is very spread out all over the world. Like we have um, a few people in North Amer in uh, America, and then like Belgium, and we work with people in London. Ooh, and then that's a tricky time. And Australia, difference. yeah. So like basically, if we're talking like it depends if you're in Europe, it's, it's in the morning, and then our Australian developers and producer come on later in the day. Um, so yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> It depends on meetings and work. Like, trying to do something fun every day, though, at least, like, um, like maybe go for a bike ride or go surfing or something. Um, it also depends on the time of day. Like, right now we have shorter days, so it kind of compresses the time when you can do stuff. Mm. Um, but ideally, like, wake up early, go for a bike ride, come back, um, start working, and then it'll overlap into the rest of the team's workday uh, later on in, in our day. Um, but yeah, like right now, unfortunately, it's been a lot of like emails. Honestly, for, for January, it was just hanging out in my inbox, just answering emails. Wow. I know <laughs> that like feeling all too well. Stuff. But now we can transition more into development, um, I hope. Cool. Well, yeah. thank you very much for your time, June. All the best with uh, leaving your inbox behind for a few minutes at least and <laughs> trying to get some development. Uh, I can't wait for... Uh, the tropical themed uh, upcoming out of rally levels and the potential uh, modding project that you may or may not be working on, of course. Uh, we'll keep our eyes peeled at traction.gg. So I hope you have a good rest of your day. Um, yeah, thank you, Tom. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It was great talking with you. No worries. And thank you very much for joining us. I know it was uh, early for you and at the start of the day, um, but we really appreciate it. Um, just a quick plug to wrap this episode up. Please do uh, like and subscribe on YouTube or if you're on Spotify on the app, you can now like a podcast and on Apple, you can subscribe and leave a review. It really does help out the show, helps our popularity, which means we can get more guests like June on to talk about cool stuff. And otherwise, we'll have all the information about Out of Rally and upcoming things on traction.gg, the website. Give us a follow on social media. We'll put the links to June's uh, social fun selector profiles as well and that's it thank you very much keep it pinned